You guys have probably heard of the Fantasy Football Throne League that I created on Instagram and on YouTube. It's a, uh, a expert league where there's 12 fantasy football experts. The Fantasy Football Show, myself, is one of those experts. And what I did is handpick some of the best communities on Instagram. And the premise of the league is the followers draft the teams for the experts. Every single pick, when you're on the clock, it's a slow draft. The expert goes to his own community, whether it's on Instagram Live or YouTube Lives or whatever, in a Discord chat. We do all of that and collect the vote. And whatever the followers decide, that's who the expert has to pick. In theory, the expert could go against his own following and piss him off if he wants. It's fair game. It's a challenge for communities to come together. And that's that's what this league's all about. It's so fun. It's the funnest league that I've ever been involved in. And it includes all of my followers. All of the followers of every other 11 expert uh, team in this league. It is the best league. If you want to get involved, all you have to do is follow me on Instagram at The Fantasy Football Show and follow me on YouTube at youtube.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. And you can vote. Whenever I go live to collect the vote, you get to vote and be a part of who I, I draft and select. And then I go to war against the other 11 experts who compiled their teams through their community vote. And, and, and I take our team that we draft together to battle every single week. We've got the number six pick. I just did the live draft order on YouTube and my Instagram live. And we got the number six pick. Who are we taking at number six? Let's, let's talk about it. And I've got a surprise name for you. Do we consider Josh Jacobs? Let's go. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. So with the number six pick, who do we who do we grab? First of all, let's eliminate McCaffrey and Barkley and Elliott and, and toss them out of the, the running. Of course, all three of them are going to be off the board. Most likely Mike Thomas, although I've drafted with every one of these communities last year, and uh, I know they're very running back heavy. So it wouldn't surprise me if Mike Thomas fell out of the top five and we got him at number six. Um, but I, I think I think we should assume he's gone. So that would be number four. And then Kamara, number five. Now, there's talk that the guy at number five is really on to Nick Chubb for that pick. And he's trying to convince his community to go Nick Chubb. Now, I'm not going to rip on that because I, I love Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb could, have, could definitely have a top five overall kind of season under Stefanski in Cleveland. But he has that injury risk. I know a lot of people are worried about Kareem Hunt. I'm not worried about Kareem Hunt for the same reasons most people are. A lot of people think that... that uh, Chubb will be surplanted by uh, Kareem Hunt. I don't think that's the case at all. I think that Stefanski is a different monster. Bringing Stefanski in from Minnesota, we saw what he just did to Dalvin Cook's value. And yes, he used Alexander Madison on the regular, but it's because he runs everything through the running game. He has to divide up the carries and keep his starter healthy. But when people try and compare last year to this year when it comes to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt they're not looking at all the the facts they're not considering that literally this is a different situation you can't go off the usage of these two guys from last year when Stefanski's now running things you have to look at what he does how he deploys his running backs 
So Chubb's not getting surplanted. Chubb's going to be fed. Chubb is going to look like uh, Dalvin Cook did in 2019. My, one of my top five running backs and one of my biggest bull predictions from last year. That's what you're going to expect at a, at a Kareem Hunt. I'm sorry, Nick Chubb. I'm <laughs> mixing them up already. Uh, Nick Chubb for the amount of games he starts. Now, when I say that, the amount of games he starts, Smitty, are you are you just saying that he could get surplanted? You just said he wouldn't. No, I'm saying he's more likely to get hurt because he's an aggressive running, uh, has an aggressive running style. He is an abusive runner uh, to his own body. And he has that injury label, which I don't think I'm willing to let him shed just yet. And a very, very overworked 2019. Not that an overworked year necessarily leads to an injury that next year. It could shorten your career. But he was fed a ton. What was he, the second leading rusher in the league last year? I mean, not that that's a bad thing. Of course, that's great. But for an injury, potentially injury-prone player to be fed probably more this upcoming season... It just has to have you worry a little bit about, hey, is his cuff viable? And his cuff absolutely is viable. In fact, his cuff is probably the best backup running back in the entire NFL. His cuff is probably as good, if not better, than he is. His cuff would lead people to the promised land. Kareem Hunt is just about the best situational cuff you can find. Not only is he flex-worthy out of the gate for anybody that just owns him standalone, if Nick Chubb goes down, Kareem Hunt won't miss a beat and could even be better. That's a crazy statement. It's absolutely true. <laughs> but I, I can understand where people are like, wow, that's a bold a bold statement, Smitty, to say that, that Kareem Hunt could be better and that this offense won't miss a beat if the starting running back goes down. That's how good Kareem Hunt is. That's how good Stefanski is. Stefanski will make whoever's starting for that team an elite top five running back per start. But Stefanski's not going to run two running backs to the extent that a lot of people are trying to uh, uh, paint a picture around. Like, that's not going to happen. Now, back on topic Nick Chubb could go five. Now, all that said, the reason I wouldn't take Chubb five, even though I love him, is that you need that cuff. And guess what? Kareem Hunt's going in the sixth round now. I love Chubb at the end of the first round. You know, I think at 11, 10, I'd totally take him. And then I would consider reaching really high if I had to, to get to get Kareem Hunt. But I don't like taking him at five. So by all means, I hope this owner, this community, takes Nick Chubb at five. That leaves us Mike Thomas or Kamara. I want Kamara personally because this is a running back heavy league. They're gonna they're gonna scoop up all the running backs right away, and that leads to the next topic that I might have on the the next show, which is what do we do at the the second round pick? Um, because I think because it's so running back heavy, the odds of Lamar Jackson or or Mahomes going by our 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 mid-round second second pick won't be the odds of him being available will be probably 100% or close to it that both quarterbacks will be there. The odds of one of them being there for our sixth pick in the third round is actually pretty good in this particular group of communities, which means that we may want to not go with our instinct in, in grabbing Mahomes or Lamar, which my communities and myself are more prone to do than others 
we are very pro Mahomes and Lamar in the second round and don't listen to the regurgitation of the rest of the fantasy football world and saying that drafting one of them too early is a mistake because the QB pool is so deep, Smitty. That, that's, that's coming from somebody that doesn't believe that Mahomes... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Crapping the bed would score 40 TDs total. That person is arguing for you by saying don't do this when they don't possibly share the same view on how many TDs Mahomes is going to score or how many yards Lamar is going to run for and improve upon in terms of passing and, and touchdowns. Find out what the person thinks of Mahomes before you listen to their advice when they regurgitate that crap over and over and say, don't take Mahomes in the second round that can get a value grab in the later rounds, Smitty. That's true. And there's multiple ways to win. And if somebody snipes me and takes Lamar and Mahomes before I get a chance, let's say at 3.01, I take the gamble. Um, and Mahomes and Lamar, obviously I take the gamble because I, if I have the 3.01, I have the 1.01. Um, so I don't take Mahomes I, and I wait till 3.01 and, and Mahomes and Lamar are gone. I take that chance, obviously. You know, I, I don't need to trade up or anything because I think that's a good spot to get one of them nine times out of 10. So at, at 3.01 or, or 2.12, whichever one you want to say Mahomes gets drafted into, um, if both are gone by 2.12 and that's the pick you have, then so be it. There are other ways to win. I love Kyler Murray at like 6.01 or 5.10. I love it. I love Watson at 6th or 7th round value because he lost Hopkins. People are dropping him two rounds in some cases uh, from his previous ADP. So I love Watson. I love Kyler Murray. I'm okay drafting Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady back-to-back in the late rounds when people are letting them almost fall to like double-digit rounds in some cases especially in Dynasty. Don't get me started on Dynasty, how I go bargain QB shopping with Aaron Rodgers and Brady, uh, Brady and Breeze, Breeze and Aaron Rodgers. Go get two of those to safeguard yourself because they're so damn cheap in Dynasty. You can get away with grabbing both of them back to back. I love drafting QBs late. I'm not only an advocate of early QBs. I'm a defender of it because other people aren't. And I think... We'd be smart to wait until the third round, and we'll get to that in, in show two. This is about who we draft at, at 1.6. And let's assume for a second that Kamara's off the board and Mike Thomas is off the board. Now, we probably, I would say, would take whichever one's left if for any reason Chubb does go at five like I'm hearing he could. And every year there's a surprise in these expert drafts. And last year, David Johnson, last year, David Johnson went number one overall to the counselor if you guys remember her <laughs> uh, it's too bad we don't have him in it, in it this year you know we could have seen DJ probably get taken in the top 10 but I I, I think that Chubb could go early and that's not a mistake it's just early it's earlier it's not maximizing value but he can still earn that 
it just comes with more risk at top five value, especially if he doesn't get Kareem Hunt. And we might snipe him. And I'll talk more about that, how that Kareem Hunt's actually more valuable in the sixth round to the person that doesn't own Chubb because then they're not, you know, having to start two running backs from the same roster, you know, whereas if you take Hunt, you're probably drafting him as your flex. So it's better to do that if you don't own Chubb. And then if Chubb goes down, boom, you have yourself a a top five to 10 running back in Kareem Hunt and you're walking to the promised land. And you get flex value without the dependency on having two Browns running backs week in and week out because there could be a a chance that both of them aren't always doing good. And that's not, again, to say that I think they're going to split. I'm just saying that that it's better to to use that strategy. I'll get into that. I keep keep telling you I'm going to get into it and then I explain it. So let me hold off on that. The player that I mentioned at the top of the show that I think warrants consideration here that I believe a lot of people are going to say this is way too early, Smitty. And that's, that's Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt is worth consideration at the 1.6. Why? Because his floor is higher than any of the other running backs after Kamara that would be considered right there. Even in down to like the 14, 15 overall. Josh Jacobs has a floor if he craps the bed of being a top 10 running back, like number 10, number 11 maybe. Because if he doesn't get more PPR work like we assume he will, like we hear he will, like I trust the Raiders will give him, then he does finish back again around that that 11 to 12 overall running back range, which would be great. You know, in a worst case scenario, that would be great. But he has top five running back upside if they feed him more PPR work and they said they will. So you're talking about the safest running back, even though six is super high. And I got... I got negative comments all over the place when I made Josh Jacobs my number uh, 12 overall ranked player a few weeks back on a YouTube show, Instagram posts, nothing but negative comments and DMs. Are you crazy? That's insane. And now I'm talking about him at six, but you know what? An overwhelming amount of support is is coming my direction right now after I've mentioned this on a few Instagram posts and in, in, in a story on my Instagram uh, I, I said, are, is it crazy to draft him number six? And I'm getting more people than not. I'm getting more Jacobs, for sure, Jacobs over anybody else at that at that spot. So I think my community is actually on the same page with me that Josh Jacobs is probably the safest running back after Kamara because now Cook has a bunch of questions. Now, I still consider Cook. We can debate Cook. We're in good. We're in a good spot because even if my community decides to draft Cook, I draft whatever you decide. You guys vote. When we're on the clock, it's a. It's a. The draft's going to take about a month. When we're on the clock, we'll have like six hours to pick. We'll normally try and pick quicker than that, but we'll get through like less than a round a day. It'll be like seven, six picks a day for the whole league. Not not us. Not one team. Like one overall will be on the clock. On Friday, and again, if I didn't say it earlier, the draft starts this Friday, June 19th at like 9 a.m. Eastern. And when the number one's on the clock, they may take until noon to pick. Then the second pick might take until 2. Then the third pick might take until 6 p.m. And then we might have one or two more picks, and then we turn the timer off, go to bed, wake up in the next morning, rinse and repeat. So we might not get out of the first round until the end of day two or three. It could go faster. It could go slower but it's going to be fun. And you guys decide when we're on the clock at number six, 
Maybe we pick in day one. We might not. But when we're on the clock, I'm going live. I'm pulling you guys, finding who you want. And I, and I hope we I hope we get Kamara. If we don't, I'm fine with Jacobs. I'm fine with Cook. I'm fine with Mike Thomas. We're in a good spot. And then that second rounder is going to make or break our season. We've got to nail that second round pick, guys. We have to nail it. If you want more info on this, get on over to my Instagram at uh, Instagram.com slash The Fantasy Football Show or just search for me, The Fantasy Football Show on Instagram and get on over to Smitty1.com. That'll that'll send you. It's a quick link over to my YouTube channel. Subscribe, follow, get some. Subscribe to this podcast, whatever platform you, you found me on. Subscribe, follow me, and uh, let's tear it up in 2020. <laughs> You're listening to The Fantasy Football Show.